Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This time... When we discuss women's careers in the pandemic, we're mostly talking about mothers. But what if you don't have kids? I'm reaping the rewards of those choices. And I was before COVID. And all this year has really done, I feel, is magnify those opportunities for me to keep working and keep excelling when others may have barriers that they're facing instead. Still, not every child-free woman sees this time as an opportunity. When I entered this job, I was kind of banking on being able to work more hours and, you know, pick up the pieces and stuff. Like, I was banking on all of that to work in my favor. At this point in the pandemic, I don't know that I'm as motivated as I was before to work my way up. Coming up on The Broad Experience. In all the discussions we've been having in the last two shows on what's happening to women's careers right now, the conversations have really centred around women with children, all the pressure they're under handling their jobs and their children's presence at home at the same time. We're going to talk more about this in upcoming shows because the fact is most women do have children, certainly in their 30s and beyond. But a good chunk of us don't. And I was really curious about how these women are faring at work during this time. In this show, we meet two women at different stages of their careers, different parts of the US. Neither has children, and each is having a distinct experience of work during the pandemic. Jennifer Zambecki lives in Wichita, Kansas. Some of you have met her before. She featured in an episode I did a few years ago called Conservative Women Speak Up. She's in her early 40s, married to a teacher, and she just landed a new job in July as marketing director at an architecture and construction firm. Jennifer says she feels a lot of compassion for her parent colleagues and has done since the pandemic began. And at the same time, I found myself thinking, wow, I really probably have an opportunity to do more of the kind of work I want to be doing, do just more work in general really kind of shine in this season because I am not worrying about students remotely learning or anything like that. And I felt and feel bad saying that. In a previous episode in this series, she heard LinkedIn's Jessie Hempel talk about how frustrated she was when she realised her colleagues without kids could get so much extra work done during lockdown, bonus work whereas Jessie had only just mastered how to keep her toddler alive and entertained and hold down her job. Jennifer says, on the contrary, for her, these last six months or so have been fruitful. She took advantage of the early days of the pandemic to work harder. 
I think that part of why I feel uh, empowered and energized was after spending five or six months of feeling like I really was ramping up and doing a lot and just increasing my capacity to perform and achieve. I do feel like I felt more confident taking this role and taking on this challenge as a result. She says she has far more responsibility in this new job than she's had before. The hours she put in during the spring prepared her for it. And she says not having children is part of the equation. A huge factor of what has made it possible for me to excel in my career has been the decision that I never wanted to have kids. I never felt the desire to have kids. It was never a choice like, oh, maybe I want to have kids but I'm not going to because I'm choosing my career. I did not want to have children and never have wanted that. So it was easy to focus all of that energy, especially in my 20s before I was married to on my career. And thankfully, I married an incredibly supportive man who loves how successful I am and loves how driven I am. So my 30s and 40s are characterized by the same ability to to excel in those ways. So I, I do feel like I'm reaping the rewards of those choices anyway. And I was before COVID and all this year has really done, I feel is put an extra spotlight on that or kind of magnify it, uh, magnify those opportunities for me to keep working and keep excelling when others may have barriers that they're facing instead. Talk about context now, because I was very interested in what you said in an email to me about where you live and how unusual you are in not having children. Tell people about that. It's true. I know of only a couple of other women, and they're much younger than me, who have gone on record saying they don't desire to have children. Most women my age either do have children, uh, most of them do. There are very few who don't, and those were not by choice. And so um, this is a part of the country. I actually found a map that I can send you that shows fertility density and how deep red compared to the rest of the country, the middle, you know, 12 states are in the United States compared to the the other two thirds in either direction. Um, We just, we, we do have more children here uh, by and large, and we have more space. You can live like a king in the middle of the country. You can have all the kids you want and have all the square footage you want and probably afford it on one income. So I am absolutely the outlier among my closest friends and family having no children. Have you over the years had those questions? Why don't you have kids? Oh, yes. Yes. In this, in this very role, the very first question every new person has asked me is whether I have kids. And when I say no, I get the look passes across their face. They realize they're not supposed to ask why. And they move on to another subject without. But you, you, I can just see the look pass across their face. They want to say why. <laughs> Obviously, something has gone terribly wrong in my life if I've made it to this point and don't have children. And when people do ask why, which I assume they sometimes do or they have in the past, uh, what do you say and what do they then say? I tell them the truth. I strongly believe the Lord simply did not give me that desire. I don't know why. I have theories such as being a great auntie and a great friend to other women and families with kids and also being in a position professionally to help make sure other 
my employees and colleagues with children and families have the resources and opportunities they want and need. Well, that that actually br- reminds me, and it brings me to the last time we spoke. We it was for a show called Conservative Women Speak Up, and you are a conservative Christian, which actually must make you even more unusual. Yes, that this uh, there. Yep, I think there there are absolutely women and men in the most conservative extremes of both politics and faith who would say that I am I'm doing something wrong by not having children. And that's okay. I know I'm not doing anything wrong. (laughs) Well, this makes me wonder, actually, how does faith play into your career and your career progress? Oh, that's a that's a great question. I think that my faith is something that you can say started when I was in my very late teens and early 20s. So my faith has grown literally with my career on the same schedule as my career timeline. And so I think as I've matured in my faith, of course, I've matured as a human because I've been aging all of these years and having great and hard and wonderful life experiences. And I think that at this point, my faith really is just the center of the decisions I make um, with my husband about my career and where we're going together on this career journey I'm on and how I treat the people that I work with and just really how I think about my work. I mean, part of what I wanted to say earlier, but I know it sounds for people who don't share my faith just sounds so cheesy, but um, I've been so excited this year to get to use all the gifts God gave me to just work my butt off and have the energy to do that. And I hope that that continues. And I'm, I'm excited for when the people around me who are struggling so much to divide their energy between home and work and family and so many things, when they can rejoin in their fullest way so that we can all take our energy together and and do more wonderful things together. I think there's going to be some pent up work energy coming in 2021, and I'm here for it. Jennifer Zambecki in Wichita. Jennifer lives in a conservative part of the U.S. She told me there haven't been many marches for social justice in her area, but a lot of parents have protested against restrictions on school sports during COVID. My next guest, we'll call her Sandra, lives in the famously liberal San Francisco Bay Area. She's 30 years old, married, works for a consulting firm. She says early in the pandemic, colleagues with children scrambled to deal with work and home simultaneously, which left Sandra filling in the gaps. I just sort of stopped seeing people's availability on their calendars. Um, It just started disappearing. So I had project managers, you know, colleagues just kind of disappear (laughs) overnight. And at first, as the situation sunk in, she was fine with this. In fact, she wanted to help her parent colleagues. It wasn't hard to be like, oh, you need to go uh, drop off your children at your mom's place. Of course, I can cover for you on this call. It's not a big deal. And I think it just sort of continued for a while that way where 
And I was like, well, now I have all this extra time where I'm not commuting. Um, and so for me, it felt a lot like just sort of an opportunity for you know the first couple of weeks where I might as well help out where I can. So as the months have dragged on and we now found ourselves six months or so into this, how have your how have your thoughts and feelings changed during that time? I think you said you were pretty tired at this point. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I, I feel tired because um, now that we've had more than COVID happen, <laughs> um, you know, we've had so much unrest and people trying to get a revolution going. You know, like, there's so much happening in society at large, even beyond COVID. We have an election coming up. All this has been on her mind and some worries are closer to home. For me, something that's been weighing on me a lot is my parents are technically vulnerable population and are part of the vulnerable population. My parents who are a little bit older are immigrants. And right now they are, they have health problems and they are too scared to go to the hospital. She says they need routine preventative care, but they're avoiding it because they're so concerned about picking up the virus in a medical setting. Sandra says just because she doesn't have children, it doesn't mean she isn't experiencing COVID-related stresses of her own. And look, she's grateful to have a job at all. Several of her friends have lost theirs in the pandemic. But she's working so much these days, she says she's not even sure what being ambitious means anymore. I think what my company does a really good job of is um, making space for parents. And I think that's a huge win, you know, like in my lifetime, that that seems like a really big win for parents in the workplace to not feel discriminated against and to be able to take off and, you know, go pick up their kids from daycare or whatever. But just seems like uh, young people and people without children, in my experience, have sort of been your resiliency strategy, <laughs> you know, where we sort of pick up the slack when needed or if someone needs to stay late to do X, Y, Z we all know who it's going to be. Just little things like staying late, doing just a little bit of extra work, doing a little bit of admin work, um, all of that kind of falls on. Historically, it's fallen on me because I'm a woman, but also as a young person and also someone without childcare duties. And not to like downplay childcare duties because those are really important and, you know, very expensive for a lot of parents. But for me, you know, as I'm 30, and I do wonder, you know, what do things look like for me if I want to have children in the future myself? Part of me wants to cash in on this terrible system uh, eventually in the future. And then, you know, there's another part of me that's like, this is not something I really want to perpetuate either, where we don't make space for people without children to also have their own lives. She doesn't want to make it an us versus them situation, especially as she just said, she and her husband are thinking about having kids. But what the pandemic has done to her workload is making her rethink everything about her job. I think before COVID, you know, the benefit was I would commute into the office. So I'd, I'd get in and it would be 8, 8.30 and I would leave, you know, if I left at 6, if I left at 7. I was leaving the office. And I think a lot of people experience the same thing, right? Where now it's hard to go home because you're already at home. She starts work at the same time and she tries to log off around 5.30 or 6. 
But she says if she gets off that early, she has to sign back on later because that's when many of her co-workers can get work done, late in the evening. And sometimes she thinks, am I just being inefficient? Or she tells herself, maybe this is just what a more junior person has to do. I've been a lower level employee at a lot of places that I worked. And so, you know, maybe it's more of a grinded out kind of problem where you expect, you know, all of the lower level people to just work hard and you'll work your way up and eventually you can make more decisions on your own schedule, your own work and whatever. But at this point in the pandemic, I don't know that I'm as motivated as I was before to work my way up. She says pre-COVID. Taking on a little more of the admin work or a little bit more of the, you know, marketing work. Those were little extras that I would see, you know, oh, that, that might go in my performance review or that's something I would remind my manager about when I'm looking for a promotion. And I, I used to keep track of these things every week. Now she says she doesn't have room in her head for that kind of thing. And she's not sure it would make much of a difference anyway. You know, when I entered this job, I was kind of banking on being able to work more hours and, you know, pick up the pieces and stuff. Like I was banking on all of that to work in my favor and to sort of get me where I wanted to go because I was seeing that sort of availability and just sort of willingness to jump in and help the rest of the team. I was seeing that being rewarded. And what I was seeing was also that parents were given space to take care of their kids and they took real parental leave, you know, (laughs) where they were actually gone for a while. And all of these things were really encouraging to me, but now it, it just seems like I sort of missed my window to, I guess, put in that extra time is what you're saying is, but before COVID, you felt like you'd be noticed for jumping in and taking things on. And that's the way people tell us we get promoted, right? It's by, by, it's by doing that kind of stuff. But, but now that's just expected in this crazy situation. So it's not something that you feel your managers are any longer viewing as promotion material. It's just what people are doing during the pandemic. It's what people are doing. And I, I don't actually know that they're keeping tabs on anything anymore. <laughs> they're also just trying to get the work done and go home. So it's a little bit of everything. No one's doing their best right now. Thanks to Sandra and to Jennifer Zambecki for being my guests on this show. If you have ideas or feedback or you're someone who doesn't have kids and you have a completely different experience to either of these women, you can email me via the website or find me on Twitter or on the Facebook page. I'd love to hear from you. Next time, we'll continue this series about what's going on with women's careers right now. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. See you next time.